Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hi, everyone. I'm Darren Javag, host of Clean Break, the podcast, and I'm here today with my co-host, Tina Murray. Hi, Tina. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Darren. How are you? Good. I'm really excited about today's show. We have an awesome guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell the listeners who's coming on. Yeah, it's a it's a loaded uh, loaded read here. So we have Jim Jeffcott. He is a partner at Low Murchison Radnoff LLP. He is the uh, at that firm. He is the head of Family Law Group. He's also the president of the Ontario Association of Collaborative Professionals, and a board member of the Collaborative. Practice Ottawa, and you have been practicing law for 29 years. I have. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. All right, so we have some pretty good questions, I think, for you this morning. Do you want to start us off there, Darren? Yeah, we're going to go right into it here, so we know a little bit of background on Jim. Uh, so, Jim, uh, tell us a little bit about the cost of the process. Like, so when people are going through divorce, obviously, uh, I think a lot of people are a little miffed about what, mm-hmm. what the cost could be because they hear one person saying it cost me this much money and they hear other people saying it cost me, it cost me this much money. <laughs> so maybe you can help us uh, understand that a little better. Okay. You're going to love my answer. Okay. Awesome. I don't I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a lawyer. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. Um, it really is so dependent on circumstances that we don't have any control over. So it is so hard for us to, you know, to tell you it's going to cost X or it's going to cost Y. Mm -hmm. So what we end up having to do really is look at, okay, I've got a step in a process, whatever that process is, and there are many as we'll talk about. uh, And so what do I think that's going to cost? You know, and then even at that point, because we don't know what the other side is going to do or how they're going to react or who they're using as a lawyer or whether you know there's a trigger point that's gonna you know spin them out somewhere else we just the, the costs can be some so unpredictable mm-hmm. so what do we do <clears throat> most professionals charge for their time I charge for my time and so whatever I do on a file that's what I charge for so what do I tell people about cost I say there are two drivers of cost there is the level of conflict and there is a level of uh, complication. So if you can, I say to people, if you can get yourself organized, provide us with information in a really concise, you know, nice organized way, if you're cooperative, right, if there's not too much complication, we can do this for what I would suggest is a reasonable price. So some of that's driven by what is my fee, so I charge $395 an hour, you know, my clerk's charges $130 an hour. Uh, a mediator might charge $200, $250 an hour. So depending on who your professionals are, right, that's going to drive uh, some of the costs. But essentially what I'm saying is if, if, if you can be cooperative and organized and, you know, focused, and if you can think about it you know, without getting too tied up in the emotions, and I know that's hard to do, then it can be reasonable, mm-hmm. right? As soon as you start to add in other things like, hey, this is a really complicated situation, or hey, this is a really conflictual uh, circumstance, say there's mental illness involved, right? Then we're looking at really unpredictable costs, right? right? right. So uh, what can, I think the question is, what can people do to control their own 
lawyer's expenses. side, yeah. right. right? We really can't control the other side other than perhaps in terms of strategy. Uh, so what do we do? You know, get yourself organized. Put your documents together yourself. You know, I always talk about efficiency. How can you help yourself? So, you know, try to be organized in terms of your thoughts. Uh, I had people who will send me email after email after email. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to drive cost up. Right. right. I'm looking at that. I'm stopping what I'm doing every time. If I So I say to people, look, I'm going to suggest that it might be more helpful if you can kind of put all those thoughts together into one email mm-hmm. and send it to me. That's going to make it easier for me to address. Mm-hmm. Right. So... You know, yes, it's an. It's, I say to people all the time. Yes, it's an expensive process. The the counter though is, what's the alternative? Right. What's the alternative? And so then we talk about, okay, what process are we going to use? And people will say, well, I want to use mediation because that's cheaper, or I want to use, I don't, I don't want to do litigation because that's more expensive. And that's the wrong to me. That's the wrong question, right? Okay. okay. So cost is not driven by process. Okay. Uh, a mediation can be very, very expensive. You know, litigation can be reasonably inexpensive. Okay, anecdotally, I will tell you that litigation tends to be the most expensive option, and that simply is because of the fact that you know it's it's very process driven, right? It's we're time constrained because of the the constraints that the court itself has, right? And there are steps that we have to take that, in my view. If I was designing the system, I would do differently. Okay. Right? And there's a lot of waiting. Right? Because we're all getting into, uh, let's say, a court date, and there are several, typically several things on the list. And so, you know, we're number three. You know, and does the first one take, you know, the time it's supposed to take? And is the judge ready? And, you know, so there's all kinds of delays that are inherent that we have no ability to control that, you know, and I sit there and I have to be present and I have to be available when I get called, you know, and so I'm charging for my time, right? Mm -hmm. Right? So anecdotally, I would say to you that the court process tends to be the most expensive of the various options, but it's not necessarily true, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if I'm in a collaborative process and I'm doing 12 meetings, Mm -hmm. right, that's going to be an enormous expense. Mm -hmm. If I can get it done in two, that's going to be very reasonable. Right. 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 So, you know, the other thing that I say to people is, you know, you're going to spend something, mm-hmm. right? Whatever process you use, doesn't matter, right? You're going to spend something. You know, and I, I really find it interesting that most people are quite prepared to spend a whole bunch of money when they get into their relationship, mm-hmm. say through a wedding or celebrations, right? Thousands and thousands <laughs> and thousands. Yeah. yeah. But then when are, are you suggesting they should have like an endowment of <laughs> on the side now after waiting for the divorce? <laughs> oh, there's an idea. No, there's an idea. no, that's not going down that road. No, 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 no. Kidding. <laughs> of course, yes. But then you know, oh, very, very practical though. <laughs> but, but then, then they're extremely reluctant to spend the money to get out. And I think to myself, wow, that is surprising to me. Right? Surely, it's important to organize yourself to transition out as important as it is to organize yourself to transition in, mm-hmm. right? right? That's so a good I, point. I, I never I, thought of that. Yeah, I've never thought of that either. I always, yeah. I, I, I it, it, it always amazes me, you know, people are coming in and they're saying, well, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of money. Well, 
okay. Um. Nobody does. <laughs> no. But yeah, going in, they're all sunshine and you know rainbows and yep. lollipops or whatever that expression is. And I mean, the people spend twenty five, fifty thousand dollars on a wedding. Right. That's my. That's my point. But, it's just interesting. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, right. yeah. So you know. So yeah. So cost is a really. Um, it's a really hard thing for us to pin down. So let me kind of break it out. Okay. So, you know, so people think about, they come to me and they say, Hey, I want to, how much does it cost to get a divorce? And, you know, from a real technical perspective, a divorce is a, is a, is a process to, to end the legal relationship between the spouses. Right. And it's very administrative. Right? right. So the divorce, i.e., you're no longer married, married yes. right, is strictly admin. Right. right. It's a piece of paperwork signed by a judge, a judge to say yeah. the marriage is done. You got it. And that and takes up. To, that takes a year before a judge will usually do that. Well, it takes a year of separation before you're entitled to claim for a divorce. Good. Okay. okay. Right. Excellent. So, you can, in fact, you can claim for the divorce any time, but you can't apply to have the divorce. Granted, until a year runs. Okay, right. Right? And so that, that costs, you know, if I do it, it's about $1,700. Right. Right? All in. Mm-hmm. Right? I charge an all-in fee. Mm-hmm. Right? If, if everything else is resolved and all we're doing is saying, court, please break this relationship up. Right. Right? It's 1700 bucks. Now, about half of that is fees and expenses, mm-hmm. you know, and about half of it goes, you know, for me. Right and my fee and my staff, right? But the so the divorce itself is not that expensive, right? And you can really you can do that yourself. You you can go down and you can spend, you know the what is it eight hundred and fifty bucks, and get your divorce without mm-hmm. the use of a lawyer if everything else is resolved. I certainly wouldn't do it if not, mm-hmm. right? And that's great. Mm-hmm. So when so the correct question is you know in my view, what's it cost to get a separation? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you need to get back into, okay, what's the process? Right. What are the issues? Right. How complicated is it? Is everybody on the same page? Stable or? emotionally, oh, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Or yeah. not. Nobody is stable emotionally when you're yeah. separating. But anyway, that's yeah. another There is topic. a there is a range. <laughs> I, I there is a range and there yeah. is a group. There are there are, uh, there are groups of people who for whatever reason, you know, mental illness or, you know, crisis or whatever, mm-hmm. who are just not ready and who just are not, or, or who, who are not willing, you mm-hmm. know, who are coming to the table reluctantly. Right. That's a huge expense. I can tell you, um, you know, so I, I, I use this example a lot. I had a woman who separated from her husband who had some addiction issues and who was really just not cooperative at all. Right. Uh, and so she went through the court process for, he had a, a lawyer for a short time, you know, ended up, you know, representing himself after a while. Uh, and basically what we had to do is we had to force it through the steps through the court. You know, we probably appeared, I think, five times in front of courts, uh, right? And that cost her like $30,000 oh to just to get, and, and that was her side. That was her side. Yeah. And she... But she could not get his cooperation, right. and the courts aren't going to just say, "Oh, well, you know, yeah, I guess you're right. He's a problem, and we're, we're just so we're just going to let you have this stuff." They they force you through, 
you know, give them an opportunity. You know, second okay, chance. have you applied? Have you complied? No, give you another opportunity, right? And right, and so every time he'd sort of come in and say, "Oh, but here's a reason why. Oh, I couldn't do it. Oh, you know, whatever it was, right? Excuse, excuse, excuse." And the judge, it took several occasions for the judge to finally say, "You know what? No more of this." And in that case, we were fortunate because we had one judge. Yeah, I was going to ask Often, you it's different people. And so, right, oh, like, so as it happened, that, that judge took that case and managed it. Right. But it's not an automatic. Right. And so, you know, there might have been, you know, four or five different judges had we gone through which it. Would have which expanded the process. Yeah. Can you request that? As, yes. Okay. Oh. Yes. So, but it's not, it's not automatic. Right. right. There has to be a, a justification. Okay. Because you know, okay. they don't have the resources to manage every case. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So... And by the same token, you know, we can, we can, we could go through a, a, say, a collaborative process or a mediation where, you know, a party is nodding their head and saying, yeah, sure, oh yeah, I'll get that, and, you know, not getting it, and so we're writing saying, please get it, and, you know, oh, well, next week I'll get that to you, right? And that can drag out, and so we can find ourselves having you know, meetings that are not as helpful as we'd like them to be or that we can't get to a meeting. Scheduling becomes, you know, and that starts to get expensive. Right. 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 So okay. it's really important, I think, for people to clearly, you know, people don't want to get into it and say, oh, I've got an open bank book. An open bank book. Mm-hmm. Take whatever. Uh, but there, there has to be, I think, some expectation that it isn't always going to go exactly as... Mm-hmm. We hoped for whatever reasons, right? And so, you just got to be real, you know, real care, I, I, real careful. I'd say, you know, the best I can do for people is is to say, at each stage, here's my expectation, here's what we're gonna do, and you make the decision, the best decisions you can in the moment on the information you've got. You take the step, or you know, not, and then you go to the next one. I think one of the things I find the most when I'm dealing with a divorcing family is 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 the emotions obviously that's that's a huge huge determiner of of how they respond right so getting themselves in the mental uh, mentally prepared for it like just be to try to be logical and i always say you know if the cutlery is worth a hundred dollars don't pay a thousand dollars to try to keep it right right because uh, at the end of the day you're holding on to uh, a memory or or you're being spiteful uh, because it's just a, it's basically just something you're doing in spite of the other person, right? So I think I try to have that conversation with everybody I talk to to say, look, if you really want to get through this, you have to be amicable. You're not going to get everything you want, and they're not going to get everything they want. But that pretty much means that it was a good deal, right? you know what I mean? So um, I, I wanted to ask you a couple other questions too about about the process because you mentioned some things that I think people might not be aware of. So. A lot of people hear mediation. Some people do and don't know about uh, uncontested divorce, which is probably, I guess, the easiest style. That's the one I talked about, yeah. Right. And then you mentioned collaborative practice. So maybe in a nutshell, maybe you can just talk a little bit about what collaborative practice is uh, for people who don't know. Well, of course, and I was going to address your point about, you know, it's a good deal if everybody's unhappy. (laughs) The collaborative philosophy is, you know, that we want something that works for everybody. Right. Right. And so we actually, it's a different mindset, right? It's not about what I'm not getting and what I am getting, right? It's how can we resolve this in a way that works for everybody, right? right? And so the collaborative process is an interest, what I call an interest-based negotiation, which means that we focus on 
the interests. So what we want to get at is, okay, what's important? What are we trying to accomplish? What's our goal, right? Uh, and as opposed to, how do I win, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. How do I get, you know, it over on my spouse, right? Mm-hmm. We're not. That's not our mindset. So in a cloud process, what we do is we work as a team. So the lawyers, you know, they do the legal side, but they're also working with working together to come to a resolution. And there are other professionals involved, typically a financial professional who does the financial piece, you know, helps people with um, projecting and with calculating and with getting disclosure and together. And there's a family relations professional who helps us with the emotional side and with the parenting uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the, the idea of collaborative is the correct professional does the work in their field, mm-hmm. right? So the parenting and the emotional stuff done by the by the family professional, the financial stuff by the financial professional, and the legal stuff done by the lawyer. Right. And right. all of you working collaboratively. And I think right. I think what gets lost in some people is they don't realize that they're already using those professionals most of the time. They're already using them in their own corner. Yeah. But no one's really talking to each other. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's what's yeah. unique well, about collaborative. Right. And the advantage of it is that the the professionals, the other professionals other than lawyers, are neutrals. And so they're working for the parties together, right? And so you're you're paying one professional, let's say, to do a parenting agreement, right? At let's say to $225 an hour, right? As opposed to me, who has some experience because I've done it incidentally with my work, but who, I've never, I don't have any particular training. I'm not, you know, I'm not a specialist, right? Why not use that specialist to do that piece? Yeah. You know, obviously, I, yeah. obviously I'm going to have a look at it after and I'm going to have some comments about what's, you know, come out of that and I'm going to talk about legal implications, but that's a sh- small piece of my time, right? And far better used, you know, with that person at a lower rate with one professional, same thing with the financial, right? Uh, you know, let's look at how do we gather up that information or how do we even the playing field in terms of giving one spouse who maybe doesn't have as much information the information they need to understand, right? And do that at that person's rate, do mm-hmm. it offline, right? And then bring a result back and then we talk together. It's much more efficient yep. in that way, in my view. I, I think one time you actually said to me, you said, I'm an incredibly expensive therapist yeah. when I'm yes. a lawyer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put yeah. it. Absolutely. Um, so we have a few more minutes, but we do want to ask you uh, one other question. Mm. Um, so as far as the costs are concerned, can can one side have the other side pay for their legal fees? Right. So I often get people coming in and saying, okay, well, we're going to do this, and my spouse is going to you know, pay that. And like, okay. Maybe that's not realistic. Here's how it works. In a legal process, in a litigation process, the court has the discretion to order costs. And in fact, they are directed to order costs against the loser. Okay? Right. So, right, that's the rule. Loser pays in the court system, right? And then there's some discretion, right, for bad behavior or for, you know, things. And then there we have some rules that say that encourage people to settle matters by making reasonable offers. And so there's some cost benefit to making reasonable offers before you get to the end of the process. Mm-hmm. The thing about that is that all happens at the end of the process. So a court process is two, three years long. You know, we're not getting to costs until that process is done, right, typically. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some interim steps, like motions, right, where, yeah, a court will address costs at that stage, 
with regard to that piece, the, the little, you know, if you're, if you're doing, let's say, I need temporary support, right? And so we have an argument about that, and a court will address costs at the end of that argument about, you know, and depends on the outcome. But it's really, um, you know, it's really about win-lose in that situation. Okay. How do you, time if this is, could take us down a rabbit hole, how do you, like, if at the end of the day it's not about who wins and who loses, it's about it being equal somewhat, how do you determine you're the loser, you get to pay all the money? <laughs> like, I just, I don't know, it just seems wrong. So I really want to, I really want to be clear that the adversarial process, which is what litigation is, right, it is about win-lose. And that's why I think family law shouldn't be handled in family, in court if you can avoid it possibly because it's mm. you know it, I don't think win lose is good for people it's right. good for relationships yeah. right but if you have to and sometimes you have to right then it's a win lose it is and that's all about what do you spend and is it reasonable from the court's perspective yeah. right and win lose is do you get custody or do you not do you get support or do you not right. you know do you get that restraining order or do you not right <clears throat> and so we have something called divided success and so a judge will sit there and say well you know you got this relief that you asked for and you got that relief that you asked for so now now i'm going to assess costs relative to your you know to what your you won and what you lost what you right. won and lost exactly so and that is the only place where you can re, where you can require your your partner your spouse to pay your costs okay and only at the end okay okay all of the other stuff it then it's a matter of negotiation so sometimes in a in a non litigated process and a voluntary process you can talk about hey listen on you know because of certain things I've spent a lot of money and you know can we share the cost that's a it's a point of negotiation and often in it say in a collaborative process or in a mediation we'll talk about sharing costs right in some way right and that's a legitimate point to be addressed in a process right right but there's no forcing we can't you know no the only people with authority to force it are judges so I think we're going to yeah, wrap, wrap it up. there. Jim, why don't you tell the listeners uh, how to get a hold of you through your firm and through your contact information? Thank you very much. So I can get reached by my on my email at jjeffcott, that's all one word, at lmrlawyers.com. I also have an email for president at oacp.co, which is the uh, collaborative uh, process uh, email f- uh, for my uh, the organization that I'm the president of. Uh, I can be reached at Law Merchant Radnoff in Ottawa. Uh, and on DivorceNet. And on DivorceNet. Yeah. Divorce that might be the easiest. <laughs> go to the DivorceNet website. Save the, yeah. the best for yeah. last. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank hey, you. Thanks okay. for joining us. And uh, we'll, we're going to have you back very shortly. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, expert advice made simple.